Hi everybody, you're listening to The Rob Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger, and Maya is a button. We're rope partners. We've been practicing together for a couple of years. We're excited to share our passion for rope with you, and we live in Thailand. Yes, we do. And today, we're excited to talk about a topic brought to us by one of our listeners, Sensual underscore Dominant from Australia. So let's listen to what he has to say. I recently reached out to a prominent Rope UK rigger with regards to this very topical subject. Unfortunately, consent violations within the Rope community are quite common. I'm sorry to bring such negativity to your podcast, but it really does need to be addressed within the rope community. Therefore, how do we safely negotiate between a rope bottom and a top prior to any interaction between the two of us taking place? All right, so essential underscore dominant is concerned about consent. And honestly, I think we all should be. Uh, so he wants to talk about how we do negotiation. So what's, what's negotiation, Maya? Uh, okay, so negotiation is agreeing and discussing between the different parties what's okay in a scene. Okay. Um, and that has two two reasons, I think. One is for consent, so making sure that we've agreed to things, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm -hmm. But also, so both parties get what they want from the scene, um, and they both get out of it um, the emotions, the sensations, whatever it is that they're looking for. So there's like two levels to that to that cake. There's was the scene consensual, yes, no, and that's most important. That's critical. Critical. And then you can have a consent <coughs> sorry, a consensual scene that's good, or you can have a consensual scene that's a bit meh. But in both or cases, one, yeah, or good at for least one it's person. consensual. Yeah. Good for one person but not good for the other person. Okay. It's also possible. Uh yeah. So what do we consider consent then? Okay, so here we get into more muddy waters. Um, at the basis, uh, it's about agreeing to something or permission for something to happen. That's the, the more dictionary definition. So I give you permission to touch my nose. Yes, that would be consensual nose touching Okay. in that case. And what, uh, what makes consent valid, you would say? How do, you, how do you mean? I mean, how do I have to tell you you can touch my nose for it to be valid? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, verbally, with your words. So Not... if I if I look deeply into your eyes in a way that makes you... <laughs> and wiggle your nose. And wiggle my nose in uh, an inviting fashion, that's, that's not consent? <laughs> no, so that would... Um, well, that could be considered what is called implied consent. And we don't and like that, do we? We don't like that. Yeah. No, we don't, because uh, people make stuff up in their heads, and how do you know? So, no, we are looking for verbal, mm -hmm. explicit consent. So what is what are you actually agreeing to? Um, that's that's where we're coming from. So from that, means, that means if I tell you you may touch my nose, that doesn't necessarily mean you can touch my ear. Agreed. Or um, necessarily that I can touch your nose next week, except for I can. 
that. Yeah, you're uh, you're hinting at the concept of uh, tea consent, which uh, is a thing that has to do with uh, a thing on the internet where they say giving consent is like accepting a cup of tea. And you can look that up if you want. And I guess uh, Maya would put that in the show. Yeah, notes. I'll link to it. Um, I wasn't at all. Um, I was just saying that I don't think that if I agree. If you agree, I can touch your nose now, and you're not my partner, which is a slightly different situation where you might have blanket consent. Then if, if I do pick-up play with you this week, that doesn't mean that I don't have to do a negotiation again next week. Okay. Even if that negotiation is, are you okay with the same terms as last time and refreshing them? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And the also, I guess, in the way you give consent to someone... Uh, it could be good to be explicit to say, I'm giving you consent to touch my nose for this scene, but once the scene is ended, like, don't go around the party all night touching my nose. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, I'm comfortable with you as a human, I like the way you touch my nose, you may touch my nose as much as you want until such a time that I withdraw that nose touching yeah. consent. Yeah. Um, from a legal perspective, it gets a lot more messy. And if you like doing some research on this to see if I could find some stuff that was consistent, is a bit uh -huh. harder. Okay. Um, it is generally agreed that certainly sexual activity without consent by all parties is rape. Yeah. And that's indeed, very, uh, hitting very someone without consent with all parties is certainly assault. Yeah. Okay. So we know that without consent you're doing bad things mm -hmm. but what consent means in these things is a bit fuzzy and it very much varies from country to country and in america from state to state so that's not ideal yeah. so we're going to suggest that people go for the lowest common denominator and at the very least in our cases look for expressed consent okay um and express consent when the person knows exactly what it is they're agreeing to right and what yes. the potential consequences of that thing is they know the risks of nose touching they know what kind of nose injuries they might get and so on yes uh and also without duress so i'm not yeah pressuring like, you to... i won't be your friend if you don't let me touch your nose yeah yeah okay so that's the kind of uh characteristics we're looking for in uh, in consent. Anything yeah. anything else we might want to have? And you, you might want to add to that. Um, personally, I would do this to have what's called affirmative consent, which is um, making it very clear that you have explicit, informed, and voluntary agreement to participate in each act. So. If you're going to include something in a scene, are you okay if I spank you? Are you okay if I touch your push, pussy? Are you okay if I, whatever, touch your nose? And if, uh, you're, uh, if you're bothered that this may give, give away the, um, the surprise in your scene, you don't have to ask only for the things you plan to do, right? Yeah, completely. You might say, is it okay if I cane you, even though you didn't even bring a cane and you have no intention of doing <laughs> caning, but you can like do a bit of mind play with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. certainly. Uh, do safe words have anything to do with consent? Um, yes. So um, we believe strongly that you should have safe words. And the reason for that is because it balances the responsibility um, for consent between the two parties. Um, so a, a, a safe word system might be, um, well, we have a two-word system. We use red and yellow. And you can have as many as you like. Certainly we've seen 
blue, magenta, violet, and all kinds of amber, yeah. Um, However, my note on that would be make sure that they're easy to remember and especially under stress or when you're spacey. Yeah, I think someone I know had Madagascar. <laughs> and and while on the one hand, so the reason people use those kind of words is because um, they pop in a scene, right? So, you know, in a sexy caning scene, you probably aren't going to, Madagascar's not going to come up. So if someone says it, it's going to pop. But that's like four syllables and quite a difficult word to remember. And the other and, person... And obviously, if your bottom mispronounces the safe word, you're entitled to mumbles. ignore it, right? Like if well, they get if they get the if they get the tonal accent on Schmitteling wrong, it doesn't count as a safe word. Then right? yeah, it's not yeah. it's not the actual word. Yeah, okay. Um, so having simple ones that are easy to remember, we think are good. But if someone, you, it's important to ask what the other person's safe word is, and then you need to remember. So if it is Madagascar, you need to not be like, oh, that's a weird thing for them to say when I'm hitting them with a cane. You need to respect <laughs> that safe word. I heard um, that somewhere. Why is she talking about Madagascar? <laughs> so, remember. is it just bottoms um, that might safe word or that might get their consent violated, Fox? Well, despite some what some people might believe, no, I would say tops can definitely have their consent violated too in a variety of ways. Uh, sometimes the bottom can touch you in ways that can make you uncomfortable. Sometimes the bottom can be asking for sexual things in scene when you've said very clearly you wanted to do a non-sexual scene. So I would say consent works both ways. And that means that your negotiation needs to work both ways too. So when you're negotiating, you're not just negotiating for what the top can do to the bottom, you are also negotiating for what the bottom can do to the top. So, for example, you have a policy around marks, Yep. Um, and you know when you're making out with someone, it's very easy to give them a a, a love bite or a, something like that. And so, you have to also do negotiating your side too. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Uh, and that's something that can uh, easily go under the radar. Yeah, very much so. So, if, so you're, if you're a bottom, I recommend you get into the habit of asking your tops what the limits are and what things they're comfortable versus uncomfortable with you doing in a scene. Yeah. So and what else do they we... have a safe word because it's quite important I feel for tops to have a safe word. And I think it's better if both part if all parties have the same safe word, but obviously it doesn't always work like that. Um, so what else do we need to know about consent box? So one thing I am quite fond of for consent and negotiation in general is for the discussions to happen ex ante, as we say, which is Latin for before the fact or outside outside of the stakes of the thing. So technically what it means here is we are not going to be negotiating or renegotiating or changing the parameters of the play during the play or at the party while the party is going on full full blast and everyone's playing uh, because we want to do our negotiation with a um, Clear head. Clear head is a very good expression. And clear genitals. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be under the influence. And by that, I don't mean only alcohol and drugs potentially, but I mean under the influence of arousal. Because uh, 
psychology studies show that we tend to make not as good decisions when we're aroused, right? Or different decisions. I, it's, yeah. I mean, without judging them, they're different decisions and they are decisions that we might not make in the cold light of day and we might regret. And mm -hmm. certainly I had someone in a subgroup that I'm in uh, yesterday, I think, say that would happen to her. Like she knows that if she does that, that the decisions she makes, she'll regret. Yeah, um, and definitely... A typical example of that, uh, which I have encountered many times in my play, in the play of others, is you negotiate a scene with no sex, and you start playing, and it feels good, and you're aroused, and you say, yeah, fuck it, let's say yes to sex. And, and I would say, it is extremely difficult when you're aroused, and the person is attractive, and the scene is going beautifully. I would recommend you resist that temptation and say, sorry, we negotiated for no sex, so there will be no sex in this scene. But let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, let's okay. debrief this scene, and if once we've calmed down, we still feel like having sex with each other is a good idea, <laughs> then for next scene, we will say sex is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there's arousal. There's all kind of altered mental states a play can put you in, and for rope, typically... Uh, you could have a bottom that goes uh, non-verbal, non-responsive, spacey, and you could, some bottoms, honestly, you could get to agree to anything once they're in that space. <laughs> and you should not be, you should not feel proud of that if you're no. using someone's altered mental state yeah. to get them to agree to stuff, that's it's you violating the consent. So you have a clever way of um, managing this to some degree, don't you? I think. Um, so, so, I... uh, <laughs> so your keyword? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I did uh, come up with that. I'm probably not the only person who does this. Uh, what I have done quite successfully with some partners is have a negotiation where we've pre-negotiated packages of things. And that allows you to manage the let's not decide during the scene because that's bad. But for instance, there is a first set of things, let's say, in all cases, I'm okay with uh, you tying me up and you spanking me. So that would be the base package. And then I don't know yet, depending on chemistry, whether or not I'll be okay with uh, sex and caning, but that's an option and that's them with their clear head saying they're considering it and it might be okay. Uh, and then what I would say is give them a keyword, kind of like a safe word, but more like to enable something rather than stop it, uh, that they would use during the scene to let me know that they're activating that pre-negotiated package. Yeah. So one I've used uh, in the past has been Atlantis. Mm -hmm. So... We would only add a sexual dimension to the scene if they said the word Atlantis during. And that I consider to be different than having them say yes to sex during the scene because long before the scene, they accepted that sex was an option if they used that keyword. Yeah. And it's yeah. them using the keyword. It's not me as the top asking Saying, them, can we use Atlantis, the Atlantis, can we Atlantis, use Atlantis, and right asking now? for... No, it's coming from them. So I don't consider that pressuring and them to accept. You as a top can ignore that because, again, consent is both ways. And just because they say Atlantis doesn't mean that you 
on your side oh, yeah, want yeah. to do because they won't so say doesn't mean you have to give it to them if it, you don't want to definitely uh so yeah that's been that's been quite useful to me or this if you haven't done that yeah i would recommend not doing the thing you haven't pre-negotiated but negotiate the, for the next thing that you might want to do that next time yeah uh, so... other other factors that might uh, muddy your consent in scene might be peer pressure from other people like if people around you are all playing sexually you might say oh i feel stupid for say for being the only girl who's not doing sexual play well fuck them it's your play it's your life it's your body well when i say fuck them okay i see how that can be confusing uh do what you want <laughs> hey guys this is fox coming in for a short break we really love making this world podcast and sharing it with you Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases, and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Um, one of the, the questions that um, Central Dominant asked was... Um, how can we safely negotiate? And I guess one uh, thing for us to say is, of course, it's not a silver bullet. Like you can negotiate a perfect thing, and if the person is not a good person and ignores what you said, then there's not much you can do. So there is a piece around your risk profile, um, and we've talked about uh, play partners in the past and vetting them and, and how to decide whether someone's okay for you to play with. <laughs> Those things all still figure in. And actually, Definitely. you can use your... In fact, this leads nicely to your piece. You can use your negotiation to see if they're a good fit for you as a uh, play partner. Definitely, it's a major factor. And I would I would go as far as to say that quite often negotiation feels like foreplay to me. Yeah, it can be very sexy. So tell us about your um, how you negotiate. Uh, so being a very um, flexible person, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I use huh? a fixed standardized template of 13 questions <laughs> that's not even a joke i, don't know. I know yeah i've seen it many times <laughs> uh so i ask the same 13 questions to any new person before i play with them for the first time and those questions are evolving because sometimes i realize uh there's something that uh might get through the net like the, the, some of the questions are not uh something is missing and so on. So I will edit those questions to make them yeah. better over time. And the goal for me is to cover both safety aspects and content aspects. So it contains things like, do you have any health issues I should know about to be able to play with you safely? So that's the safety side. And on the content side, questions like, are there any areas of your body you don't want me to touch or you don't want the rope to touch? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, uh, one thing with that process is sometimes I've had people who uh, sh who expressed a lot of interest in playing with me, and when presented with those questions, uh, they no longer wanted to play with me. And I'm calling that a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Because even if they, A, are not comfortable discussing those subjects and telling me what they want, or B they can't be bothered to take 10 minutes to answer certain questions 
in yeah. order to do a scene. I probably don't want to do a scene with them. They're not a good match for you, for they sure. really are not. And they, they're, it would be asking for trouble, I think, to play with someone who refuses to express clearly. I really think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to remember that uh, when playing with those consent concepts and negotiations, you're risking having a bad experience. That's one thing, for sure. And some can be quite traumatic. You're also risking your reputation in the community. Yeah. And so you might want to be mindful of that. Yeah. Uh, so, Maya, do you do negotiations before you play? I certainly do. And I think there's a tendency, um, in my experience with Bottoms, to feel that negotiation is top-led. Um, not always, but that's definitely a feeling. But I don't think it needs to be. Um, and I think it's quite important that bottoms feel empowered um, to lead the negotiation if they don't feel it's happening or to very much be a co-participant in that negotiation. So what would a bottom-led negotiation look like, Maya? Well, it could look like very similar questions to your 13, um, because like we said, you're also asking what the top is okay with. Um, but then it's also about stating what you are okay with. Um, so making sure that uh, you say, okay, so in this scene, this is the kind of thing I'm looking for. Mm. What are you looking for? So, so the kind in, of your, in your case, you would say, I really like this thing. Oh my God. I would not say that, in fact. Okay. I would say, um, so I often start with non-sexual rope with people the first time because that is a more comfortable place for me to begin unless unless I already have some connection with them. Um, and so I would talk about, well, what does, it, what does non-sexual mean in this case? So it means no pussy touching, like I'll keep my underwear on, Whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it's a super important specific. point we forgot to make earlier is saying sex is okay, sex is not okay. That requires you saying what sex is to you. Absolutely, because as we know, your definition of sex is not my definition of sex. Yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've had the experience of playing together with a truly, truly beautiful, very sexy woman. And she started the negotiation by saying, I have a boyfriend, so we cannot, we cannot do anything sexual. And to be honest, we were a bit sad because she was really she hot. She was very nice, yeah. yes. And then we immediately asked her, okay, so what does that mean, uh, nothing sexual? And she answered, oh, no penis in my vagina or ass. Right. And we actually, by asking that question, found out that everything else, and we did a bit of those things, like oral yeah. and so on, she was super fine with, and her boyfriend was super fine with. Yeah. So we're glad we asked the question. Yeah, because I would consider those things sexual. And some people so. might tell you, oh, uh, kissing is sex. And some people will tell you, might tell you, oh, kissing is not sex. Yeah, yeah. So just ask, ask Be specific. Be specific. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Okay, and the um, sidebar. <laughs> there's, also, um, there's also a couple of other things. So I wanted to talk about um, whether you're top or bottom, making sure that you understand the sensations and the risks of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think as a top, this is my opinion only, it's worth checking that your bottom understands the risks of what they're doing, particularly with yeah. rope where, you know, you can get injured. Yeah, so I, I, think I, I would say if you're, a, if you're a bottom, even if you're uh, newer, even if you're a bit shy, 
the negotiation is really the moment for you to make your stand for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I um, would go as far, and I'm. This might be not a very popular opinion, so I'm I'm aware of that as I say it. If you do not make a stand for yourself in the negotiation, it does reduce your power to be unhappy with the outcome. Um, I think it's very important to negotiate what is and isn't okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're not if you're not saying during the negotiation, I'm not okay with this. And then the thing happens, but you never said it wasn't okay. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna stop you great. and it's say that that I don't necessarily agree with that. But sure, I, I know. I mean, it's a very touchy, difficult subject for a number so, of reasons. There are two different ways to approach negotiation um, and what your limits are, mm -hmm. and they are inclusive versus yeah. exclusive. Mm -hmm. And I think whatever you do, it's super important that both of you understand which approach you're taking. So what you're describing there is more of an exclusive approach. So if you don't say something isn't okay, then it's okay. Whereas for me, with pickup play, uh, my approach is inclusive. Okay. So I um, negotiate the things that are included. If it's not discussed, it's, it's not, not included. Yeah. yeah. If we okay. don't talk about, um, I don't know, using um, electricity in mm -hmm. a scene, like if it's never mentioned as a thing, with a pickup play person, this is, yeah. and suddenly they bring out the electricity, that's not okay with me. Like we so didn't discuss it. That sounds it's like not. a much safer way to uh, negotiate for pick-up play and people you know less. I well, right? strongly think that inclusive, especially for a first or a second scene with someone, uh, inclusive is the right way to go. Now, my approach to consent with you is exclusive. So we have a contract where I have a standing list of hard limits. Do we have um, any of those left? We have a couple, but they are much reduced over time, which is a good point. Like, we renegotiate our contract, even though we're in a relationship every month. Uh, my limits do change at times, but it's an exclusive list, and anything else is on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and that was why it was, like, 15 pages long at first, because I'm an extremely thorough person, and I specced out everything. Um, so, for example, I have an insect phobia. Now, I don't expect in my pickup play to have to mention I have an insect phobia when I'm doing non-sexual rope because I don't expect the person to bring out, like, a bag of bees or something weird like that. That'd be pretty epic at a play party. <laughs> I'd um, watch that scene. No, oh, but you said you liked wax play. <laughs> okay, make it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the um, <laughs> the approach to pick up play there is in inclusive. So I think that okay, I think it, you've I think you've convinced me, and I am going to be wow. focused on inclusive type negotiation when I play I with a new person. I think so much safer with yeah. a new person. Okay. Like, I'm okay with cane paddle. Um, or, or are you okay with impact in this category? I think it can be category inclusive. Okay. But it still needs to be inclusive. Like, don't bring in a bag of bees. And, and I guess that's uh, the reason why some people use checklists, which are also can be yeah. a useful tool for some people. Like, so what's the checklist? You have a list of uh, activities or toys. 
and the person can check yes or no. Yeah. And that would be an inclusive type of negotiation, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I... Another type can be uh, card-based. You, okay. You, you familiar with that, Maya? Uh, as to what our friend chooses, where he brings out a card and discusses the question. Uh, no, no, I was, uh, so I don't know how uh, common that is, but basically as one of the partners gives the other a uh, deck of cards where they select it, each card is one action. Oh, it's just a form of a checklist in a card format. Yeah, basically it makes, uh, it, makes it more uh, spontaneous for some people, especially at the party if you don't want to break out the... Uh, the page questionnaire. Yeah, exactly, which I think is a shame because, you know, uh, clipboards are sexy. But sure, anyway, but that's gives you like okay we're going to do caning rope and yeah. oral sex yeah and then uh, so you would pass me a, a, a deck of cards that contains caning rope oral sex and if i don't feel like caning tonight i would take out the caning card and give you back the rope and oral sex and that tells you what's okay to do in our scene yeah yeah um i'm going to link in the show notes to both a rope bottom driven negotiation questionnaire which is by ruminating on FET and a rope to a top driven negotiation questionnaire which is by Bell on FET I look forward to reading them and, and I love examples in the comments of people's writings around negotiation um, so that we can share examples because I think this is a place where you build your own right? Uh, I think definitely uh, I mean you can start from something but I would definitely recommend having your own thing yeah so practically how do we go about doing this well I guess if you're gonna answer those questions you need to know what the answers are Very much so. so that that implies some uh, reflection upon yourself of uh, would I be okay doing anal sex in a club with strangers looking mm -hmm. and it's better I think to have asked yourself that question before the fact than to have to find yourself in that situation and then wonder if you should say yes or no. The more you know about yourself and yeah. what you like and what you don't like, the better, even if it changes from person to person, which, of course, it probably will. Yeah, yeah, and there's, uh, there's a lot of factors you might have to take into account, like what kind of scene will you be doing, how long is it going to last, will there be people watching, and so on. Yeah. Uh, also, I think the method by which you negotiate might be important and different people might like different things. Very much so. So um, one example of that is when you are in, in a club or in a party and you're doing it uh, in situ, so, so while you're actually there and probably just before the scene. So you've seen someone you like, you've asked if they wanted to play, they've said yes. Now you have to do a negotiation before you see. I would say uh, this is one of the highest risk situations, uh, consent-wise, as a warning. Yeah. So what kind of things are the challenges of this one? Uh, well, you will not have full ex anti consent because you're not really with a clear already, already in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you might be tired for from other scenes you've done, so you're not at your best. And then the place is usually going to be noisy. There won't be a lot of privacy, so if someone is a bit shy about saying, oh, I'm not really comfortable with uh, vaginal sex, but I'm okay with anal sex, and that's something they're shy about, it might be hard for them to say that in a room full of yeah. people. I really recommend an inclusive approach in 
this kind of situation. I yeah. think it's much safer than assuming that just because they didn't mention caning, you can cane them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, put the, then put the bag be, of bees away. Put the bag of bees away, Mr. Waxplay. Uh, there might be distractions, like people might come in and out and interrupt and so on. So it's less ideal for those reasons. Yeah. Uh, and then some people like to talk face to face. Some people are bunnies like you and like to hide and uh, I like and blush and I run do. away. So they probably are better over text, wouldn't you say? I much prefer text, yeah. Um, and also from an introvert perspective, it suits my personality more because I like to think about things. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be rushed. I like to read it through again. I like yeah. it written down in black and white. That's oh, okay, that's a great that's a great point. You have a, a log. A written records. Yeah, 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 you have records. You have a traceability. Although I will say that I did one negotiation over text uh, where I said no TK and armrope, and first thing that first happened. First thing that happened was a TK and armrope, um, which is a bit shocking to me. So at least at is... least you've got the log to show you were right. Yeah, great. Well, you, you can't, you can't access the log because if you wrist drop, you can click <laughs> on the button. But... Um, so what I would say is even if you, my learning from that was even if you negotiate over text, it's worth recapping quickly before the scene. Okay, Anything... yeah, great point. Like you, you have a two-hour negotiation a week ago and you did your homework and it was super ex-ante yeah. and everyone had a clear head. Just recap the bullet points five yeah. minutes before you play. So you I... make sure. Learn that yeah. big time. Humans, yeah. humans are fireball, and w and when you are getting ready to play, you might be stressed, you might be wired, and you might just go to your go-to starter, which yeah. many riggers is a TK. So for me, that's one that I'll always be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, saying. great, great advice there. Uh, so there's a lot of upside to doing it over text. Is there uh, disadvantages to doing it over text? Yeah, it's harder to catch um, tone. So you can have misunderstandings around like, oh, they don't think that's a thing or they don't think that's sexy or they've reacted badly to something I've suggested. Okay. Um, so I think you have to be more explicit and more specific over text so that you don't hmm. have tone issues. So basically you have face-to-face uh, -face talking you have text, and then I guess the checklists and card games and so on I would put under non-verbal, and that can be quite useful for the sh most shy people yeah. who find yeah. even um, discussing those things explicitly over text to be quite stressful, but wouldn't mind, would find it a lot easier to check a box on a checklist that said, yes, I love being fucked in the ass, rather than have to type out, I love being fucked in the ass. Or say it. Or say it, even more, yes. Very much so. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, are there differences in the way you negotiate depending on who you're playing with? Yeah, I think I think so strongly. So the person who, if you're playing with a new person, like I say, I think that inclusive negotiation is the way to go. Okay. Um, you might have played with the person before, in which case, like I said earlier, you might just say, okay, so let's recap. Are you happy with the same limits as our okay. last scene? I'm going, a... I'm going to say something that's a bit terrible, but I think it's important. Okay. When you play with a lot of people, you run the risk of confusing okay. one person's limits for another. Okay. So that's yes. another strong argument for recapping before you start yeah, playing I, I with someone. Yeah, I strongly... Think that's important. What do you mean um, you're not the girl who loves bees? 
Yes, I think that is very important. And then obviously, if you're in a like 24/7 DS like we are, then it's a completely different thing. We we play every day and sometimes more than once, and so we're not going to negotiate or recap each time. But we still do renegotiate our contract once a month. So we still and at any option time, if I wanted to withdraw a limit, of course I have that right. So don't feel like you're trapped. In something you always legally have uh, the option to withdraw consent for something. Well, legally and also morally, because I think in BDSM we go further than legal obligations and try to uh, be ethical in what we do. Okay, good. good. And to be fair, in many countries, what we do is illegal anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I feel yeah. that the morals and ethics argument is stronger than the legal one. Sure, sure. It's interesting. Normally, they would be. Uh, so, are there differences in the stakes for bottoms versus for tops? Yeah, typically, if you're a bottom, you have more risk. Usually, because you might be bondaged and tied up. Uh, you're typically, by the very nature of the role of being a bottom, not in control. Um, and so, I do think it's really important to express as much as possible before okay. playing. And we talked about definitions. I think that's super important. Like, what is sexual? What is not sexual? Yeah. What um, is what is? Oh, you can give me some pain, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. Try and be as specific as possible, and don't make assumptions that you both think something means the same thing. And as we have found many times, different definitions often causes oh, issues. Yeah. Oh yeah, most most definitely. Um, okay, very interesting. I hope that uh, central underscore dominant will have uh, found our uh, conversation of his, around this question interesting. Yeah, and if he has um, things along with any of the other listeners, please do add them in the notes on FetLife. Yeah. And if like a central dominant, you would like to have your question addressed on the air, it's very easy. You just send us a message on FetLife on our profile for podcast. So that's all from us at The Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe whenever you get your podcast from, so iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever, and come find us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast, one word, no space. You can also find us easily at ropepodcast.com, where you can find uh, links to our episodes on all the platforms, as well as ways to support us to ensure that our podcast can go on. Uh, we love questions, as we were saying, so do drop us a message on Fed, and we'll try to answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying. Bye.